from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello and welcome to Talking Catholic, the official podcast of the Diocese of Camden. My name is Mary McCusker and I am one of the Talking Catholic co-hosts and I'm also a proud representative of Catholic Charities, Diocese of Camden. And um, we have a very special episode today. And I think I've said that about every episode I've co-hosted, but this one actually is really special because this is the first time that all of the Talking Catholic co-hosts are together in one room. So um, I don't know how we go about introducing all the (laughs) co-hosts if we're all equal, but I guess we should just go around the table. (laughs) Start with the right. Let's go with Marianella first. So my name is Marianella Nunez, and I am the field consultant for the Latino Enrollment Initiative, co-host of Talking Catholic, and also Compartiendo Tu Donde Spanish, uh, sort of like podcast mike doesn't want me to say it's a podcast but it's a show so like the youtube show youtube show yeah um yeah that's me thank you so much mary i think uh i am so excited uh about sort of like you know getting to talk to all of you in one room in the bolt mm. yeah. yeah well hey i'm carrie denise <laughs> coordinator of youth and young adult ministries at our lady of peace parish in williamstown I also um, am another Talking Catholic podcast host. Wow, us podcast hosts actually get tongue-tied sometimes. (laughs) Sorry about that, listeners. But um, my short title at the parish is Youth Minister, so um, that's usually what the kids call me and refer to me as. Um, In the diocese, um, that's my formal title. So it's good to be here amongst other adults because I'm used to always working with youth and young adults. Um, So we're here in the vault, and we're all chatting away with our community of the the podcast host so mike's here next he's around the table tonight, yeah that's right, right. I'm, I'm the last of the co-hosts at the table and i'm mike walsh i'm the director of communications for the diocese of camden and um this is our 155th episode oh, wow. i think by the time this, Ooh, uh, this airs and uh, the first time we've had an opportunity to have mary on the podcast since we joined the domestic church uh, Hi, media everyone. family um, but uh, so I'm an avid podcast listener, and one of the my favorite parts of uh, podcasts is generally when it gets to the end of the year and you get around the holidays, it's difficult to to get guests to come on the show. So oftentimes, a lot of uh, podcasts will do what's commonly referred to as a hostful. I'm uh, stealing that from the Nerdist podcast, but it's when the hosts just get around the table and have a conversation with each other. Has the benefit this year of giving me an opportunity to finally formally introduce my co-hosts to our listeners for the first 140 some odd episodes of the show as our long-term listeners have know certainly uh, Pete Sanchez was my co-host and um, several months ago uh, made the decision that uh, he's going to be focusing more on his writing for the Catholic Star Herald as well as his uh, Talking Saints podcast that he does with Lori Power uh, it's a monthly podcast and if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. It sounds nothing like this one. It's very spiritual. Uh, they talk about the lives of the saints and how we as Catholics can uh, can grow and be nurtured by by these lives uh, by those lives and their stories. 
and how uh, and the benefits we have to uh, praying to them for to, to intercede on God's behalf on on our behalf rather. Um, so it's it's a great podcast, and I really hope everyone gets a chance to listen to it. Lori herself is fantastic. It won a Catholic Media Award uh, this past summer. Or uh, June, as a matter of fact, as the uh, second place for best diocesan podcast. Uh, even though uh, they've done about twenty episodes and we've done one hundred and fifty-three, they got the the award. We what, didn't. What I'm, not, up, Mike? I'm not saying I'm bitter. Okay, I'm a little bitter, but that's all right. Uh, oh, poor you. Now you're surrounded by three beautiful, lovely ladies <laughs> on the podcast. But Pete does do an amazing job. Pete Him really and Laurie are yeah. incredible. They are great, and Laurie Power. We love Pete. Yeah, yes. and you know, Pete's great, and Lori really deserves a lot of credit. She's been on the show yeah, a couple of times. Awesome. She's has such a great spirit. Um, I do recommend if uh, you are interested in uh, listening to Talking Saints, go to our Talking Catholic feed on any of our, uh, any place you can get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, any place. Just type in Talking Saints and it'll pull up. Or you can go directly to our URL for the podcast, which is soundcloud.com slash Talking Catholic. And we have a special place playlist at the very top that's just Talking Saints episodes. So you can listen to all 20 of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Check right it out. Those are pretty there. intense yeah, directions there, Mike. Hey, man. Jeez, you know, we'll the internet. put a link in uh, when we oh, post this. Jeez. I got, oh, no. I, I've actually been doing that lately. I've been putting the link into things. So, Mike, here we go. As well as all of our social media. Don't forget to check us out on social media at Talking Catholic uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And because I always forget to do this every single time we do a podcast episode, make sure you like us and write a review on Apple Podcasts. That is the Apple Podcast is the number one podcast provider um, and it raises our visibility when you uh, rate us and uh, and give us reviews so that when other people are looking for good Catholic content we will show up on their searches help us out that's yes. right oh I Please, haven't even guys. done that yet I gotta get on that yeah yes you do yes <laughs> the official Actually, co-host now what people don't realize is that Mary has the uh, the honor of having been the first guest we ever had on an unheard oh, episode really? that's right that's right I I got a phone call and I was fairly new at this point and um, I got a call from Mike that said uh, we're using you as a guinea pig was the first thing he said. <laughs> Always great to be called I a said, guinea pig. Okay. Uh, for you were what? probably a really good guinea pig. Oh, she oh, was phenomenal. It, it was it it was outstanding. She has always hated it. I hope you deleted it because nope. I've extinguished it from my memory. Nope. But Mike I said, Well, what am I gonna be talking about? And he said, Just who you are as a person and how you got there. I said, "Oh, okay. So that's that's really easy to topic. put into right. That's easy to put into She's words." A, I almost had a panic attack. She has a great backstory, a wonderful backstory, and uh, I will tell you that she was the first interviewee. We got to cry on on Mike. We were very excited about that. Oh, um, the first it was, day, the, our first episode. Because we had they were diving so into like some serious life experiences, and I got choked up at one point and. Well, that's because Mary's had some serious life experiences, and they, but they we were beautiful, and, they, and, they, and we all have. But, but well, it's sometimes it's good to hear people who have sort of had the struggles and overcome them. And uh, if you listen to our past episodes, you'll you'll have heard about a couple of them. You can find that episode, people. So if you no, know, you can't. no, it no? is gone forever. No, no, no. did you delete it? No. I what didn't. happened? It's, it's it's well, part of the deal with getting her to be our first guest was that I had to promise that I wouldn't 
uh, publish it. So we, All right, we good. Need, it's on the record. Everybody it. heard it's that. It's archived somewhere. Oh, my God. Oh, no, Mike I have it. I, I want it. Mike. Oh, you, uh, trust me. I'll, I I'll, want it. I'll share it around. <laughs> the, um, it's a great episode, uh, but r- r- the reason we recorded it was solely to uh, test the equipment. So, so it was just going to be like, it was going to be like a five minute episode. And then we ended up talking for 45 minutes and it was beautiful. She's got such a great story, which it'll come out over time. It'll be our uh, 158th. Podcast. Yeah, we should I have think. her back. We'll all interview you. I don't like this one bit. Yeah. I got <laughs> to walk out of the vault. So, Mary, if we if we didn't do this hostful episode, that was what I was going to put up was the uh, the first episode of Talking Catholic. But I think I'll save that for like the last episode of Talking Catholic. And I think I'll destroy your equipment before you do. <laughs> Mary, it is in the cloud. But uh, but anyway, it's a beautiful episode. I'll, I'll share it with you. Enough guys. about me, Thank Mike. you, Mike. So, but one of the questions you might that some of our listeners might have is why did I pick these three? So. Two of them were kind of an easy pick. Uh, they are diocesan employees, which is my biggest problem is being able to grab somebody at the last minute to record a podcast episode. Um, both Marianella and Mary had have been on the podcast several times, uh, very polished. And for all of Mary's uh, misgivings about herself and concerns about her own abilities, she's she's a great on air talent and great at her job and and very natural when it comes to interviewing people. If you haven't had the opportunity yet, I highly encourage you to read her articles in the Catholic Star. Harold. She's uh, a great you, writer. She's a fantastic Aww, writer. Thanks, you guys. Um, she really. Her features on the clients and the people working at uh, Catholic Charities are really very moving. Uh, she shows you a side of their lives that maybe you wouldn't necessarily see uh, or hear about in other places, but uh, it's absolutely beautiful. She's a, a truly accomplished writer, uh, someone who has, if I'm not mistaken, won a couple of awards herself and uh, from the Catholic Media Ooh, Association, deservedly nice. so. Um, so that's how she got pulled into it. Plus, she's also my start crying again. (laughs) Well, here I'll flip it around. Full circle. She's also my only direct employee, so she didn't really have a choice. I I kind of made her do it. (laughs) Uh, Marianella had when I first came here. She was actually one of the people who interviewed me from the job, and uh, she's one of those sparkling diamonds you just kind of run walk across every now and again. That's the truth. God. (laughs) That that you realize, wow, there's something supernatural in this person, and she and she takes to uh, new media better than anyone I've ever met. Like, whereas with Mary, it's like <laughs> twisting her arm to do something, A, on camera, B, on just on audio. Whereas Mary and Ella, I have to say is, hey, Mary, could I? She, yep, I'll, I'll be there. What do you need? <laughs> there. Let me go put some makeup on and I'll be perfectly fine. Um, it took me a long... You have a makeup a, room now? That's right. <laughs> oh, that's what we need. That we can do Mike's makeup. I think oh, I'm going to make the vault some kind of like way, you know, yeah. make it... At least makeup. a mirror or something. Makeup available. Yeah. But it's true. Uh, you you have you have a background in communications. You're a natural communicator. Um, I've seen everything that you've done for the schools and Hispanic ministry, and it's just beautiful. And like, and she did some. Actually, she was uh, interviewed earlier in the summer because we were doing a uh, soccer. They were doing a soccer tournament. Oh, that was a fun. Mm-hmm. Soccer tournament. Oh, I heard about this one. Yeah. Okay, so. Y- the soccer tournament itself was lovely, and the preparations went into it were really impressive. And the podcast we did promoting it was was actually one of the most fun ones we ever did. Actually, it was the only podcast we ever recorded for video as well. Yeah, oh, uh, we wow. it was it the first one. Yeah. The first and only at yeah. this point. Um, hey, we it, need to get some more of that. I mean, we have these beautiful women now. Uh, we that's can maybe, true. Yeah, right. <laughs> we true. can kind of block you out, Mike. But well, that's what the I do. On that's, that's what we okay. do on the Spanish language pod, uh, YouTube show. Just is crop I'm on the bottom. Bo- that's yeah. right. Hey, I can set that up. No one. No complaint. The um, but but what actually really impressed me about Marianella was not the podcast and wasn't the prep, wasn't the event itself. She and 
Claudia Melgar, Johnny Melgar, uh, were uh, were actually hosting the event on site. The two, they, I don't know whose idea this was. I got to assume it was Marianne Ellis. Um, so they were playing two different soccer matches on two different uh, fields, but they were kind of butted up against each other. So Marianella and Claudia would stand in between the two fields, and they would basically call each game all day long. And they just never... I was there. I witnessed that. I heard about it. They never stopped talking. <laughs> One thing you, sh- you guys should know is that I knew nothing about soccer. Claudia was not... <laughs> Better. Truth be told. <laughs> and we learned. We we were so we had a lot of fun doing that. They were cheering on the teams. Every time they actually saw a goal, they would shout out goal. It they had so much fun. And at by, by Suntan. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it and was by, a hot day. Halfway through the tournament, if if the if the players didn't hear their goal called, they were turning around and, and requesting comments from the two of them. It was great. They it was stole such, the show and they don't even know the sport. It was great. They were phenomenal. Oh, Andres had fun like listening to us because he knows a lot about soccer mm-hmm. we're like yeah <laughs> hey you just put a girl on the microphone make it sound good no, it fake great. it till you make it it's all good that's yeah. the case which is actually probably should be the uh should be the yes, motto Mike. of the podcast just fake it till you make it that's kind of what we've been doing I think you like know mike motto. you said something earlier like we were talking uh, earlier about you being about, a diamond no a sparkly diamond i, I really like that <laughs> okay, thank you, you mike no problem. but uh you, you mentioned father baron in our previous conversation we had today oh off mic anyway. and i think that's sort of like what i like to go with like i just uh, you know throw myself into things and the holy spirit will guide and you know I think uh, that's that's the magic right there. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, For sure. Uh, and actually, I'll reference that in, on mic in a, in a moment. Um, and then Carrie. So Carrie, I've sort of Carrie and I have been sort of like on the periphery of each other for quite mm-hmm. a while. And I kind of knew of her, and I knew people that knew her. And then I came to work for the diocese, and I would see her a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. And then we well, had her on. You're, the... you're missing a big part here. <laughs> We played against each other in okay. church league softball. I wasn't going to bring that up because my team was terrible. And my terrible. team really killed your team. Like. Every single time. And I was not only the coach, but the second that was, baseman. That was so really, let us not forget that. Did Mary that was a really important it? part of the sort of like introduction, Mike. How this, are you going to miss that? Oh, yeah. The the softball champion uh, with a ringer-filled team. Yeah, that's right. I, oh, we, we lost to them a lot. I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> they, but we did learn from that lesson of getting shellacked by her team. We got ringers as well, and that made better in later years uh, and then the one year we actually did well was the year you I think were out on maternity leave probably was and yeah, I, I was don't like, remember and that was my one that was my one happy year at softball in the in and, the Diocesan softball league mm-hmm. and now you know you're retired your glove is yeah, hung up I'm old and uh, and broken so mm-hmm. no more actually I would come back out though if uh, if they put together another team I would definitely catch her play first base or, let's go there you go. Oh I'm my not playing goodness. for Ola, this is Ola, like a match right here Our Lady yeah. of Peace though, right now <laughs> so Carrie I got to know like in, in all these different ways and then um we had her on the podcast pete and i and her her spirituality and her faith and her dedication and what she's done with the youth groups in williamstown she's she's a complete package um she's great she sounds great she really works hard she's dedicated and she's always looking for new ideas and i love being around people like that so when i came up with the idea of the three hosts i was like I was like, it's weird, but that's the nice thing mm. about podcasts, which are different than radio shows. Podcasts are like the wild, wild west. You just kind of <laughs> oh, do boy. whatever you need to do to get the job done. So when I came up, when I, it was, it was not an easy decision. It took me a long time to sort of decide on how to handle this change. 
um, particularly after having just one co-host for such a long time. Um, but I realized that I really needed to get new voices. And I really wanted female voices as well. We had been a male-heavy show for a long time, which is fine. But I, I know, having working with yeah. all of you and working with women in general, that there's different perspectives. So since one is uh, particularly adept at social justice and Catholic Charities and Mary, and one is particularly adept at schools and Hispanic ministry and Marianella, and one is a youth group... <laughs> Goddess, I don't know. No, maybe the no, best way to put it. Wait, we're da- you're like breaking a commandment, even we're, saying that. Like, I know. What are we up there? That's a good point. That's a good, Catholic that's a, podcast. That's right. I know. That tends to happen with it's, me. It's, it's okay. Um, and then, but but someone who really understands their spirituality and their Thank formation you, is so Thank deep. You. I was like, those are three voices that should be heard more. So I said, I and I realized in the first fifteen minutes of this podcast, I've talked a lot. Um, but the, but I really wanted everyone else's pod, uh, yeah. perspective coming through and, and, and I got to tell you over the last, what, 10 episodes that we've been doing like this, I've been blown away by the, by the quality of our podcast since having you guys on. And I'm just Aww, so thanks, thrilled Mike. that you guys Thank all you. decided to do it. we have to, to shower it? you with compliments? Well, yeah. Yeah. well I was going to say. <laughs> no, I know I'm great. We, right. I think oh, we should need to say <laughs> something about Mike. What, who's Mike like, for us, you know, like yeah. in the diocese? I'm the, I am a useful tool. That is the only. Useful that it's, tool. I, that's, I, that's I, you haven't even said your official title. Didn't yeah, I start it? Yeah, yeah, did you? I, I yes, did. I did. You oh. just don't listen to me. Um, I did forget <laughs> I one of them. I tune in and out. <laughs> I, have, I forgot. I do have two titles. I have, I have the director of communications and the associate uh, publisher of the Catholic Star Herald. I always forget that last one. And, and, and you're also awesome awesome too. You shouldn't yeah. forget that. You're the producer you. of Compartiendo Tu Don. And the producer of Compartiendo Tu Don. And Talking Catholic. And this will be a podcast later, but uh, the Carrie will be back for. But we're going to have a special YouTube shows coming soon that the mm-hmm. uh, Carrie will be a part of. But we'll save that for I a future I was debating podcast. on putting that in my title which is why I started to get tongue tied and I was like do yes. I say this do I not okay uh, 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 moving well, on we leave people in suspense we yes, haven't even recorded the first up. one yet but coming in January will be Spoiler a, a brand new YouTube channel with five shows uh, well, that we're going to be coming on I think we should definitely say a word or two I about agree. Mike uh, I, He's as, very tall. as he mentioned yeah. I was part of the team uh, that interviewed him uh, not for this position, actually, we were interviewing him for another position at the school's office, and we were, like, so impressed that we sent him off, like, there's another position open that's bigger. I think you should apply there. And oh, this is where he is. that. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. he um, impressed us with his, sort of, like, his experience, um, the way he interviewed, he was just so confident, and I was mm. like, "He's a PR professional." When I, when I grow up, oh my goodness! <laughs> I, guy. I tell everybody, Marinelle is going to be the one that replaced me. Give her about ten more years and a little more background in crisis communication, and uh, she'll be my replacement. It's incredible! Yeah. Like so, he, he's uh, sort of like a, I call him a workaholic. Recently, like oh, he yes, doesn't he stop, is. and he and I'm so lazy. He's naturally. very That's available. Like we just went to a podcast at one of um, the schools today and you know it's just like you know a little podcast uh kids were doing it and we had a great time they were interviewing us and um you know, he really tries to be available. I think he's making the diocese his life. Uh, the really diocese has been better since you've came. Oh, that's right. Sure. So, communications-wise, I think uh, 
we really have improved like there's mm-hmm. definitely a social media presence which we didn't have before mm-hmm. and uh in terms of like you know what we put out there people get to know bishop a little bit more personally because now they have all these uh social media outlets mm-hmm. that he's using to promote our faith to promote the things that are happening in our diocese and so that people feel a little bit connected to the diocese because the diocese is not the first word that comes to mind when Catholics sure, are talking yeah. about their faith. And Some so, people don't even know. Like, what is They the don't know what that is. So, yeah. you know, so you, you're getting out there. Thank you, Mike. You brought it to the people <laughs> and on, their, on their level. And well, you know, great. I'll tell you, it's really an extension of Bishop Sullivan in a lot of ways. Yeah. Bishop Sullivan is very much a man of the people. And, um, you know, he's not a big, like, you don't see him on TV a lot. You don't see him. Uh, he's he. That's not his thing. He's not being uh, interviewed in the newspaper all the time. He likes to go out to the parishes mm-hmm. and talk to the people directly. And I think that's made a big difference. Which is which. Weirdly, even though we've had this podcast and we have all these tools that we use, um, we've never had Bishop on the oh, podcast. We've never interviewed him. We've never. We don't do a lot of videos with him um, unless they're special videos to the to the people of the diocese. Um, because this the podcast wasn't really intended for that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, he's welcome if he wants to come on. I'll put him on. Bishop, you are invited. And, and he, he does have a Here's per- your official invite. That's right. But and he will he will come on. We I've been trying to debate like when the perfect time to have him on will be. Um, but it will probably be sometime in the next calendar year. Um, but it was this this whole thing was about being with the people and exposing exposing the listeners to people they might not know who could be a town away from them or down the shore or mm-hmm. in the bowels of Salem County or something like that. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> we just had Christina Chillum on from uh, who right, works in Salem right. County. And uh, most people don't even realize that Salem County is down there, but it's this beautiful place. That yep. I, and it's part of us. And it's mm-hmm. part of us. And so bringing these people forward was always the plan altogether. And now that I have the three of you, you're bringing even more people to other people's Casting the nets out wide and just That's what this job is. You're right. There are so many just unsung heroes and people, you know, the movers and shakers in the diocese and just having a chance to not only interview them, but hear what they're up to and the way they, the part that they play in the diocese. It it really is great. So I'm going to turn the tables. Uh, I promise. Usually when we have these hosts, there's no interviewing or anything. It's just us Mm -hmm. chit-chatting. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Since not everybody is... This is not an equal conversation. (laughs) You said we would all be talking, and now we're about (laughs) to be interviewed. Well, okay, you're going to be talking. Um, Don't worry, Mary. You go last. You get to think about your answer. (laughs) Good. Um, Carrie. Oh, I get to go first. (laughs) So, Carrie, um, why don't you explain how you got here? Like, what makes a girl from North Jersey, who's a Giants fan, end up in Eagles Ew, territory? I'm out of here. I'm going to set the record straight right now. Mike, I think I told you this before. I am a Yankee fan, but I'm an oh. Eagles fan. Oh, I'm right. a hybrid. All right. She's all right. Yes. Yeah, hybrid. Okay. And this is for my husband. So we, you know, could have gotten married. We did get married. But because of it, the condition to get married was that I was an Eagles fan. And I said, I'm okay with that because I was never Giants or Jets. Okay. We kind of were split in our family, mm-hmm. my family. So now I was able to make my my allegiance mm-hmm. to South Jersey by being Eagles Well, fan. as you know, I'm, I too am a Yankees fan, so I'm perfectly fine. See, fi- we're in good company. I'm finding out yes. things I wish yes. I didn't know. I don't like <laughs> this already. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But listen, the, the good thing about the baseball is that it's American and National League, mm-hmm. and the Phillies are in the National League. The Yankees are in the American League, so we're like And you do have happy. Phillies gear, right? 
Like, I do, seen, and yeah. I go to games. Actually, I've been to more Phillies games than I have Yankees, yeah, so, so we're, we're all good. So, yeah. yes, a girl from North Jersey <laughs> down here. I say I'm a transplant. I got I just came from North Jersey and boop, plopped into South Jersey, <laughs> and that happened back <laughs> in 2000. So I graduated high school, and I applied to colleges, and I applied to Rowan first, mm-hmm. Rowan University, which is out of Glassboro. And That's where I went. Me too. I'm graduating. So did Mike. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Mary. (laughs) Mike and I went to St. Joe's. So I got my undergrad at St. Joe's and I got my my grad degree. We're all connected connected here. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I, you know, it was, I always think of it, it was really God's providence in in going to Rowan because um, I had all these big plans. I applied to a lot of art schools actually up in New York, being up from North Jersey. And in the end, I got in early at Rowan. Um, I went on a portfolio interview with my art. I was an art major. That's, mm. That was my intention in college was um, to be a big graphic designer one day. And uh, of course, God has other plans. But yeah, basically, I got in early there. And I was like, you know what? I like it. It's good. I know I have a college to go to. It's far away from home that I can live away. It's close enough that I can come home on the weekends. And so that's where I was. And it was really neat to kind of look back now years later and see how God's hand was woven in all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always think about this. I would have never met Father Maz, who's a real dear friend of mine who I work for. Um, If I never went to Rowan, I would never be working in the field of youth ministry if I didn't go to Rowan. I would never met my husband if I didn't go to Rowan. I would never be living in South Jersey. So basically everything in my life um, wouldn't have happened the way it was supposed to happen. And, you know, I feel God's providence was in that. So meeting my husband there, we were only dating at the time. And I actually went back to North Jersey and worked in New York in the field of graphic design. So I did fulfill my dreams, could kind of check it off as a graphic designer in New York. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. And and I got to do really great work up there. And it was a really um, important time in my life to kind of decide, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And I don't know what's next, but something else is in the cards for me. So after I got married in 2007, I moved back to South Jersey and made that my home. So the better Jersey. Yeah, I, get, well, I, won't, I won't say that on record. Are you the Jersey girl? <laughs> um, I, I always think about what it's going to, you know, when I've, I think it's like around when I'm 50 years old, I'll be longer in South Jersey than I was in North. So wow. we'll that, have a party. That, then, I'll, then I'll change maybe allegiance, but I still have my North Jersey roots. They will never leave me. And if you hear a slight accent, that's why, because I'm from North Jersey. I'm a North Jersey girl. Mm-hmm. But. North Jersey. So what about uh, what about your spirit, your spirituality becoming your, your vocation? Yeah, so um, I, I really look at, what I do every day as, as my vocation in life. I really truly do. And especially in the field of youth ministry, but just in all avenues, you know, even mm-hmm. just accepting being able to be a podcast host is like, well, yeah. this is where God's called me to now. And I, a lot of that was really formed. Um, well, first with my parents, I really can't deny that they really gave me a really uh, in-depth um, roots in the Catholic faith and just really planted that seed deep that it stayed with me through high school and then in college. I um, was very involved in the Newman Center at Rowan and that's where I met uh, Father Maz and got very involved. I ended up being the president my senior year and those roots just continued to just grow deeper, deeper. Mm-hmm. So then after college, um, it was just something that was with me. I was again working in New York and I would go to 8 a.m. Mass in my hometown where I lived and then take the bus into the city. And I had my older lady friends from 8 a.m. Mass <laughs> and I was like the youngest person there and they would always be like, oh, this is so nice seeing young person here in mass and um you know that actually it, it was really a special time in my life to kind of feel like okay we need more of this we need more young people in mass and it kind of opened my eyes and i think that started to pave the way in a lot of other instances in my life to say you know where does God need you in his vineyard? And for me, it ended up being in youth ministry. It took losing a job um, to kind of bring me mm-hmm. into that field. So I lost a job suddenly 
I was doing graphic design um, as a freelancer after I was married down in South Jersey out of a company in Marlton. And I suddenly lost my job and I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. You know, newly married, have a mortgage, have bills to pay. How am I going to make this work? And that's kind of what led me to youth ministry. And and that door opened and it's been 11 years now as a full-time youth minister within the diocese. It was first at St. Bridget's, your home parish, Mike, right? right. And uh, that was in Glassboro. And then now... Um, I'm working on into my 11th year now at Our Lady of Peace. I was only a short time at St. I didn't realize you'd been there that long. 11 yeah, years, wow. 2009 I was hired, so wow. just starting my 11th year. It was, was it July 1st is the fiscal year? So yeah, yeah, yeah. that completed 10 years, which is really neat to see. So. Wow. so here I am. And um, and you've done so much with the, the youth groups there are pretty intense. Can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> Intense, them? that's a good word. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you do so much. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? There's so much to be done, yeah. and and I wish that we could have this everywhere. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's interesting. Youth ministry has a high turnover rate and there's a high burnout rate because mm-hmm. it, it it does get very intense. And in today's world, you know, I said I just need one person just to do my social media post alone, like that alone, to keep up with the youth and keep up with their into and keep them reminded. Mm-hmm. Not just the social media, but we use a really great app called Remind that texts out everybody and just even scheduling all the texts for the week. That alone takes so much time, but that's what we need. That's what we need to do to keep them connected. So our ministry start in third grade. They go up to 28 years old. So we start young and we go strong right through the young adult years and we have active youth ministries in all all those groups third through fifth grade middle school high school and young adult and we keep them active keep them vibrant we go on retreats we do um, ser- a lot of service that's a really big component I feel um, if you if a really big line that I like to say is if you touch their hearts you touch their souls and service is a big way to do that and yeah. touching their hearts so it really does open us up to be able open the youth up to be able to do God's work and to be able to see like faith is important to me. This is something I need. So service is a big component. Um, but really, you know, ministry, when we hear that word ministry, um, a lot of times people say, well, what do you do? And I always have to think, what, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I run programs for youth. Okay. But there's more to it. And honestly, the ministry aspect of it is that um, if you listen to the podcast, uh, two podcasts ago with Rihanna was on, we mm-hmm. talked about NCYC and she has said, I'm, I'm, you're like a spiritual mother to me. And it was really, you know, warmed my heart to hear that sitting across the table from her. But more so, I was like, that's it. You know, being spiritual mothers to these kids. And they all have parents. They all have godparents that are playing those roles. But it's in a different way because you're somebody that cares about them as a person. You yeah. know, hey, how was your game last night? Did you guys win? But then you're also somebody that cares about them. How is your faith going? And, mm-hmm. and keeping them in check with that, being accountability for them. So that's a lot of what... I do. It's not like, okay, yeah, we're going to have a pizza party tonight. You know, it's not really <laughs> yeah. that. You know, it's more about the ministry of it all. So, so that in a nutshell is kind of what I do. Um, but there's so much more to it. We're going to have some podcasts coming up yeah. about it. So, I'm really excited. Um, we have uh, that. Well, yeah. well, those well, will come it. up when they that's come it. up. They'll come up. I don't, I don't, I, spoilers. Yeah. We don't want to ruin it. Yeah, but oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's been neat. I, I'm so blessed to be working amongst all great people in the Camden Diocese continually. Yeah. Again, been here 11 years, but keep meeting more and more along the way. That has been um, a great joy. You know, meeting mm-hmm. you, meeting, of course, when Bishop Sullivan came. Yeah. Um, just the vibrancy of our diocese right now. It really excites me. I'm excited to be starting a new YouTube channel. So a lot of really great things um, have come from just accepting this job in youth ministry and, and so many things that you just don't expect, like so many moments. These are the blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so glad you keep saying yes to them because sometimes, 
she be has, careful. She has, take she advantage. Has, no, well, she <laughs> has roofed into everything. That's kind of now what she's going to be the graphic designer, and I'm going to get fired. Yeah. From <laughs> well, actually, I did just ask her to do something. As a matter of fact, oh we haven't talked about. But um, <laughs> the, the more you say you do, you're like, no, why did I say that? <laughs> With this cover, that talent. No. That's that's what it is. That's, you and watch. that's the problem. Yeah. You, you, and that's something Father Maz, we talked about on his podcast as mm-hmm. well. Was he's he's particularly good at is you 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 try to find where good talent is. That's a, yeah. that's a good boss. The good boss isn't the boss who knows how to do everything the good boss is the boss who knows how to find people mm. who can do stuff and you've got you've got a good one over there so marianella uh for your story how does a a little girl from the dominican republic <laughs> end up in uh the diocese of camden Oof. uh i think we did a whole podcast on that question <laughs> so <laughs> i'll try to uh summarize it uh so i uh, come from the dominican republic i've been here now uh for 12 years um, and so I was Catholic all my life. I grew up Catholic. I had a very big influence growing up. My grandmother uh, raised me, so she was the one sort of like instilling that faith in me. Um, you know, we would pray the rosary every night together, um, you know, when it was time uh, for lunch. Uh, El Ave Maria, which I don't know how to translate. Like, what we pray in the middle the, of, like, of the day. The Angelus? Oh, the Angelus. Yes, yes. Angelus. yes. 12 11, noon. 11 Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we would do that. Like, And she had many grandkids. And I remember us coming uh, and kneeling in front of Our Lady oh. in the living room. And we would come running from everywhere. Like, we lived in the countryside. And everybody would be, like, you know, like, sliding, like, to be on their knees. Uh, it, it was like wow. it was it, it was beautiful what a beautiful um, day prayer so her faith uh was so so palpable that uh you know i just i just felt like every time i was around her like i could feel jesus and i could feel mm-hmm. how strong that was and it was from her that i sort of like uh, became not only catholic but a very active catholic and um I grew up uh, being an altar server. Uh, then I went to Catholic school starting uh, on sixth grade, and that's where I started to discover sort of like the talents God had given me. Like you know, I started singing in the choir. I started uh, reading. Like you know, it's I guess communication was on my blood since I was mm-hmm. little. I you know, uh, and I really enjoyed you know doing it for the Lord. And uh, I was a catechist at one point in the Dominican Republic. I was a basic, basic English (laughs) teacher when I graduated from high school. And I uh, sort of like stayed at the school I was at. Uh, It was a Catholic school. And they hired me for teaching English when I left because I had just finished my basic English course. And it's different in the Dominican Republic. I didn't need to be certified. I just needed sort of like a pedagogy course and I did that before I was teaching and um, you know I was always the girl in the church I had you know many uh, priests that were friends and that were sort of like mentoring me during uh, my childhood and they were great you know big influence in my life Uh, also the the nuns of mercy were uh, incredible with me Um, at one point I thought I was going to be a nun but uh, (laughs) oh I didn't know that didn't take huh that didn't happen (laughs) I fell in love and you know I'm married with that guy and my husband Joel and uh, we have two kids now I came um, 12 years ago I went to Rome one 
uh, and did communications there. And then I went to Villanova for my master's degree, also in communication and um, advertising. So, and even though she went to Villanova as a St. Joe's grad, us hawks we, are we, not I still allowed her on the show. No, yes. No. <laughs> That's incredible, Mike. I can't believe it. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, I always sort of like wanted to be involved in the church. So volunteering was a thing that I did all the time in the Dominican Republic. When I moved to the United States, I was like a little bit shy, like coming to the church and sort of like getting to know people around and uh, finding my way into the church in the U.S. It was a little bit different. Like, you know, uh, I remember when I... uh, wanted to be a lector and I was told I needed to do this course oh, that you yeah. know and it had to wait it's and I was sort formal. of like I was mm-hmm. I was like what is this about this is church but uh, mm-hmm. I understand it now and uh, you know I started serving at St. Joe's and then volunteering for an ESL program helping the immigrant community as I was going to finishing my degree uh, at Villanova I started to do that and it was a fantastic experience with Sister Veronica Roche who um, you know gave me the opportunity to volunteer first of all as a teacher and then I became the director of the program and I got pregnant at one point Mm. and I was like looking for a job finishing my master's degree and um, I was seven months pregnant and I was like at this point I don't think nobody's gonna hire me (laughs) sister Veronica kept insisting she was like look there's a job at the diocese and I think it fits perfectly with you. And I was like, oh, let me look at it. And I started looking at the requirements and I'm like, check, I have that. Okay, Uh I have that, I have that. And I'm like, well, it looks like I have what they're looking for. Let me interview. And I came and it's been now five years and a few months that I've been in the diocese doing the Latino Enrollment Initiative, which I think really uh, God, you know, was in all of this because my thesis was about Latino parents and their communications with their children and all the cultural aspects of it and how and and I ended up interviewing five families and these five families were from St. Joe's Pro Cathedral and you know it was it was a wonderful experience to then come to a job where I sort of like got to see you what were familiar yeah with that. I, I was very familiar with the topic and i was very familiar with uh what happens once sort of like you immigrate to a country like the united states and you try to raise a family and so i was sort of like blown away by the opportunity and i'm like even that the job existed you know mm-hmm. uh, and i'm like this is this is perfect i would love to do something like this and so um I've been here in the diocese promoting Latino enrollment since I came and serving in any way and anywhere God calls me to. Like, I am one of those that says, okay, yes, okay, Mike. (laughs) She does, and and she's always pushing us. Like, uh, when you work in the diocese, like any large organization, you know, it doesn't move quickly. It doesn't change its, uh, the way it's been doing things for a long time. When I was brought here, that was one of the things I was tasked with doing was um, continuing to move us forward, moving us in new directions. And I I think I've 
been able to help in it, some you've ways. You've done with a that. great job with that. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Um, but Marianella kind of has that same thing. Like she will come to me and, she, and be, and actually, Carrie, I find this in you as well. And come to think of it, Mary does it too. Uh, I'll be like, hey, Mike, can we do this? Can we do this? And I'm like, oh, oh, that's uh, not me. Oh, boy, that's going to be hard to do. And, and Marianella is the one that she doesn't let it go. She's like, I think we could do it like this. Let's do it like this. And you'll tell her, no, we can't do it like this. It's like, I think we'll do it like this. <laughs> like, I, I think and you can't say no to her. No, no, you either can't. of you. Oh. She's delightful. But I think, Mike, that's just working with women. Maybe well, you're just realizing that. Yeah, I, we know what we're doing, we're, okay? We're just, just listen to us. I have been blessed. I was actually just having a conversation on Facebook Messenger with a former coworker about this last night. Uh, I have been blessed with working with great women uh, every place I've ever worked. And I've learned so much, and I've learned a lot about how to work with women, but I've also, as a guy, uh, very much learned the value in listening to women. And it took me, it didn't, I can't say it took me a long time. I, I've always had good women in my life. Um, but I'm glad that I've always remained open to it because yeah, uh, you guys have really good ideas. And yeah, as a dude, sometimes I just want to not do stuff and uh, that's a problem. <laughs> Because if we want to engage and we want to move forward, then we got we got to do new things. So I thank you very much for doing that. And Marianella, continue to be a pain in my derriere uh, when <laughs> okay. it comes to that. I stuff. knew he was going to close after that. The, after, <laughs> the diamond, <laughs> after the diamond, after the diamond thing, you're yeah. the diamond. And they they come in pairs. The they only are that's, that's exactly that's right. his that's his way of loving. Excuse him. That's it. I only know I I show love through sarcasm. Um, so Mary, <laughs> perhaps the, the, my most normal, my most regular target of my sar sarcasm, um, can, I'm going to give I you the opportunity to tell your, your side of, of what's brought you here. Just remember, I have an entire podcast. That it's just about your life. So if you don't give me enough, I'm just going to put that in there. Well, now that that was thrown in my face. <laughs> no, so so kind of talk about your background a little bit. Uh, you have some unique stuff. I want to hear about your your time in Korea and your time in uh, particularly your visit to uh, uh, Mother Teresa's. Uh, That's when I started crying on the first podcast. Yes, it is. I'll have to. But talk, let's talk about your life yeah. starting. Here. You're unlike unlike the previous two. You actually are a South Jersey girl. I am. Um, I was born and raised in Voorhees and. Let's see, I'll give my, my elevator pitch of how I ended up here, but it's funny because I know you guys both said that um, things kind of just fell into place. And that's kind of the same situation with me. I was a, a drifter of sorts. Um, during college, I could not pick a major. I had no idea what I was doing. And I don't think it was until uh, my advisor said, you need to pick a major. Your <laughs> undeclared time is up. What do you want to do? I said, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I picked marketing. I liked it, but it wasn't really what I loved, and I ended up switching to journalism. And I was a, what is it, a fifth semester senior, whatever mm -hmm. that phrase is. Super yeah. senior. Yes, I like that better. Super senior. <laughs> and I just fell in love with journalism. Um, I was very, very shy, very reserved, but I had professors who really pushed me out of my comfort zone um, in terms of interviewing people, getting to know people, and I just fell in love with it. And it just so happened that year I was accepted into a um, global journalism program and I went to Singapore for it. And I fell in love with that country. And I've always loved travel, like more than anything. I was really lucky growing up. Um, my parents were avid travelers, they still are. And they always encouraged me, get out, you know, spend some time away. And that's exactly what I did after college. Um, 
I said, I don't really have roots here yet. I'm still not really sure what I want to do. And um, I ended up moving to uh, South Korea for one year and teaching ESL there, teaching English to uh, middle school students. And that was just, I, I think about that whole year every single day. It was just life-altering in, in every way. The the hospitality of the Korean people, um, the challenges. When I The first day I got to the airport, I fell and broke my ankle. Oh, <laughs> the wow. week after that, mm. I got the flu. And I didn't even have my um, like immigration card at that point. So, you know, people were stepping in left and right to take care of me. Mm. And I've just never witnessed that kind of... Um, that communal, um, hospitable, I think some of it's lost on Americans, Mm -hmm. like not everyone, but they're just, it was just a wonderful experience. I almost renewed my contract, but, um, I said, you know what? No, I, I want to use the money that I made and, uh, travel my way back home and then I'll kind of find my roots somewhere. And that's exactly what I did with my older sister, Kelly, who's my best friend. <laughs> so we, um, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so we, does she appreciate it when you call her your older sister, as opposed to just saying my well, sister, she is, she'd give you a run for your money with sarcasm because <laughs> oh, when people say who's older, it's who, well, who do you think is older? And she traps people <laughs> oh. and she always says, if you were a politician, you would say we were twins. But uh, she lies to people and <laughs> and says that she's the the younger one. But I put up with it. And <laughs> that is why you say older. Years. That's the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she is just a, a wonderful person and, and mm-hmm. the best travel buddy I could have ever asked for um, because we kind of just winged it (laughs) like i said i was a drifter we went to um for six months we traveled throughout southeast asia and that was Um, when you left korea that was was right after time period yep Mm -hmm. and it was easy because i was already in that hemisphere so you can travel very cheaply um which we did staying in hostels and meeting a ton of different people and seeing these beautiful places and um you know of course there were there were wonderful memories. There were really hard times, um, but it was just a, a great experience. And the last country we went to was India. And we went there because there's a picture at home of my parents with Mother Teresa. Um, after they got married, I don't know what year, they've been married for like 45 years. Um, I'm not going to do the math. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm, ter- I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but instead We're of communicators. A, oh, wait a second. Yeah. No, we wait, don't wait, do wait, math around years. here. I'm 47, wait, I, I so that was that 1975. Be... 74. Wow. You're you right, I'm not going to math check you on that one. I'll take your word for it. But my parents, instead of a, a honeymoon, they kind of they joined the Peace Corps for four years. Um, and then they traveled as far and wide as they could, just like my sister and I. And they spent um, a significant amount of time in Calcutta, India, at Mother Teresa's home of the destitute dying, which I think is now called um, the Kaligat, mm-hmm. or it has a few different names. Um, and the stories that they have told, um, just growing up hearing what what they did there. I mean, this place was run by Mother Teresa, and. Um, they kind of just showed up and, and stayed for a long time. And it's, it's for lack of a better word, a hospice. Um, the, the caste system is wow. very real in India. So people impressive. who are considered the, quote, untouchables 
um, of society who didn't have family or were sick or otherwise unwanted or marginalized uh, were left to die on the streets, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was them who carried these people into the home with Mother Teresa um, and just basic needs, um, comfort, water, uh, all so of that. they were there with Mother Teresa. Yes, there's so a actually, picture of them at home, and everyone's like, "Is that photoshopped?" I'm like, "Oh, that's real." <laughs> so that means you are the daughter of two people who met this saint. Yeah, they know her. What they tell stories about her. It's just wow. unreal. And I said, wow. Kelly, we have to. Well, I don't know whose idea it was. Both of us said we we have to go there. And your parents' um, heart must have been so filled when when they heard this. They, they, she was yeah. nice. Oh my goodness! My mom's That's a worrier. She's a worrier, and everything she gets anxious about when I do. But she was very encouraging. She said, "No, you travel." She still checked in on me all the time, but you know, she said, "By all means, go. You guys That's should go." Awesome. And I see why, <laughs> because um, when we showed up. It, like we didn't really know what we were getting into. Um, we didn't know how long we would be there for, but um, this nun kind of just took us in and I was kind of picturing like these sweet old little nuns, but she kind of just grabbed us and said, are you guys ready to work or no? And I said, oh, sure. <laughs> and so we were put to work and the stories that my parents tell I mean, it was the same exact type of mm-hmm. type of work there. Um, and it was during the hottest point in the summer, so they were in need of volunteers. So we kind of just fell into that into that role, and that was another, I keep using the word life-altering, but that's the best word I can come up with, just eye-opening um, experience to the, lever- the levels of poverty and... Um, I had actually planned to travel more after that, but I went. I, that was it for me. That mm, kind of just broke me in a way. How long were um, you? How long did you serve there? That was um, close to a month, mm-hmm. um, and I was still recovering from an injury in Nepal. Uh, if you ever go there and someone says this is a beginner's level hike, don't trust them by American <laughs> standards. That's like climbing Mount Everest. So I was physically emotionally spiritually just very beat up and I came home um and I said I'm going to sleep for a week Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I'll reconnect with people um I was living with my parents I said dad I will find a job don't worry I'll get on that but I need to decompress and after that week passed I was just scrolling through emails I was subscribed to this um job alert thing and I was just like, I, none of this sounds appealing to me. Like, what did I do? Why did I do journalism? There's no jobs here. There's, there's nothing mission-oriented. Um, I was discouraged, and then one day I woke up, and it said Catholic Charities Diocese of Camden. I said, hmm, and I clicked on it. <laughs> and I read the description, and um, I looked at the technical requirements. I said, well, yeah. I visited the website Checked. and yeah, <laughs> you and were the like first me. thing I saw, like, as I said, you know, I need to, after all of that and just life in general, um, I, I can't do something that I can't really put my heart into. And uh, when I went to the website, I read um, Matthew twenty five thirty six, mm-hmm. and reading that just, I said, this you know, is it. this is it. Like this is what I experienced when I would when I was 
struggling in Korea and many other countries. I mean, you know, basic, basic human needs, you know, that I was lucky enough to, to have. And I thought about Mother Teresa's home for the destitute and dying. And it, it all just seemed to resonate. I said, this is this is what we should be doing. If I can be a part of that, given my talents, then great. Wow. <laughs> and um, I had an interview with Mike Walsh here mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Mike? Kevin Hickey, who's the executive director of Catholic Charities. That was the most terrifying uh, <laughs> hour and some of my entire life because Mike Kevin and Hickey Kevin- Kevin should listen to this. I, I, oh, we've <laughs> talked about it. Mike and Kevin were arguing with each other for half the time and I was just kind of shaking in a corner like, oh my gosh, do I want to work for these crazy people? But Mike was grilling me about technical stuff. Kevin seemed very uninterested until I said, I got to really, I got to get his attention, you know? and. We had a great conversation. I said, I still don't think I'm going to get this job. I had a couple more interviews, and I did. And I was so happy and terrified. But in the past three years now that I've been here, I just, you know, I talked about traveling and stuff. But right here in South Jersey, the the poverty, the need for social services, the need for so many things, um, is very very real you know you don't need to go to india to to see just how um desperate people are it's it's all in in every county in south jersey and my eyes have been open to that um through telling the stories of clients who have come to us in need whether they are in need of mental health services uh housing um uh, migrants and refugees, especially with the two-year Share the Journey campaign, which I was very involved in, uh, the need is there. And mm-hmm. having that chance to you know, tell these stories and at the same time just learn so much, especially from you, Mike. <laughs> I don't like complimenting him. It feels weird, but I I've it's, grown so much. Don't let it be a habit. In, in every way of the word, and Kevin, too, and... Yeah, I think um, Kevin, you probably learned a lot more from him because he's uh, he, he's been on the show before. He's one of our frequent guests. And he, like, I, you know, I'm a firm believer that uh, your coworkers are your coworkers and your friends are your friends. And they're not necessarily the same thing. If any of you get hit by a bus, I'm, uh, I'll be fine next tomorrow morning. <laughs> Thanks. But, well, no problem. All right. But, um, ladies, let's but, get out of here. But the truth of the matter is, <laughs> okay. he's, I, I, have, I will admit that I, I do have a fondness for Kevin because there is something about him and his dedication to the people and his dedication to the people in need and his, his ability with staff. I mean, he just, oh. <laughs> the, the people that work at, at Catholic Charities are some of the kindest, nicest, sweetest human beings that I've ever met in my entire life. And they're not all Catholic. Actually, quite a few of them are not yeah. Catholic. They just are people who are dedicated to to. Catholic social teaching they embrace it wholeheartedly and the spirituality of of Catholic charities and so here are these they're Muslims and Jews and and Mm -hmm. all but they're just dedicated to the people that that uh, Catholic charities services and it's it's beautiful it's wonderful I tell people when I have tough days because shockingly when you work in the diocese, there are some tough days. Really? Um, yeah, I know. No idea. Oh, they, um, but I'll go over to Catholic Charities just to feel better about just seeing all yeah. the great work that's being done there and, and the clients who are, are just so happy with the services yep. they've received. And and Kevin does a great job, and, you, yep. and you've been doing a great job showcasing it. So. I always tell people, they, my coworkers do all the hard work, and I just get to tell the, tell the stories. And you're right about Kevin. I mean, talk about somebody who has devoted literally their whole life mm. to – 
serving others in in capacities that's what he does and at the same time just serves as a mentor for so many people spiritually i mean i'll come to my desk and there'll just be a book there (laughs) with a note that says read it every single time it is just something that blows my mind or challenges me or makes me think really really hard and he truly does care about his staff about the clients and I said, one day I really hope I can be like half the person he is to anybody I end up supervising. <laughs> that sounds really cliche, but it's true. <laughs> so my question is, does the, uh, did that 54 minutes seem like it went by I'm really sorry, fast? I talked the longest I by know. far. No. I drank too much just, coffee, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was good. incredible. We're, we're here like with our mouth open, like, oh my goodness. He's never gonna invite the three of us back <laughs> on again. I will always <laughs> invite the three of you I wish we could go another 55. I wanna hear more. <laughs> yeah. This is just like the tip of the iceberg for us. It really is, and that's but will the will anyone listen to it? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I can never predict, that's the one thing I can never predict, but I'm always hopeful that they will, and uh, I wanna thank you you three for coming in on a, uh, to, to record this podcast. And it's not easy to get all of the four of us together at one time. So thank you very much for making the effort, particularly you, Carrie, who doesn't work in the diocese to, to come it's on. It's good in. to be here. I like being here. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> thank you. Um, and then to our listeners, thank you for, for the, for always checking in with us. And, uh, we're recording this at the end of the year. So I hope everybody has a happy new year and I hope you've had a, a good Christmas season so far. And, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. God bless you. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.